Okay. So now I want to talk about these visions I've had um, the past week. Really, it's within the past few days. But so on Saturday, I had the vision, a vision with this guy I used to hang out with and or I hung out with a few times. And he was like... I remember I just woke up in the in in the bed and I was like while I was in the bed I kind of just like was I thought that I was in my bed like I really thought it was real I thought it was I was in my room and I thought that was in between you know flipping over in my real bed at home and I flipped over and I got comfortable and I remember just feeling a man on my right side and immediately I thought to myself, who in, who in bed with me? Because, like, usually I'm like, if this is real life, if I woke up in real life, I would jump up and scream, like, oh, who, what? Like, because no man would ever be in the bed with me. Like, I've been celibate for, I would say, definitely a full year, but I'm trying to think how many months more. Um... No, probably just a full year by now. By now, I've been celibate a full year. So, you know, I would have definitely, and I, and I live with my mom, and I and I sleep with the door locked. So, I've definitely been absolutely creeped out if I woke up to a man in my bed. Like, I don't drink, I don't drink that much. And when I do, well, I don't drink hard liquor. I drink wine, and when I do, it's at home. And I, I don't ever, I'm never that drunk. But regardless of anything, because the point of it is this is how this would have ever made sense if I were at home. For a second, I thought to myself, whoa, what was that? But then it was like a split second, like literally not even a whole second. And then I like recognized it. Like I I just like, oh, yeah, it's such and such. Like, I just, like, I first, I jumped up, I mean, for a split second, like, maybe a millisecond. I was like, what is that? Like, what? I was surprised and caught off guard. But then immediately I kind of recognized it. And it's like, when I'm in these visions, I have memory. I have background information. It's like, I know things that otherwise I would have to be told or, you know, when you have conversations, it kind of takes time for, you know, you guys to talk. But it's like, I just automatically know the information. And that is like, first of all, it's very demonic. Especially con- comparing to this entire situation. But second of all, you know, it's, I don't know. I think it's, I would say that it's, I want to say it's new because I don't want to. I don't want to glorify it. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I just know that it's more like reading minds. And past that, it's more like knowing emotions immediately. Like if the whole world didn't have to talk. And it's so different. I can't explain it. But it's definitely been feeling like witchcraft to me. So I've been talking about this. But, you know, I feel like anybody who I would otherwise tell they are being coerced into a obliging or 
they are just part of it responsible whatever but you know i'm finding that you know i'm not only like the more you fight the more they attack you like i'm being jumped constantly because i'm fighting it because i'm fighting them because i'm not going along with it because i'm choosing god every day i question why god will put me in such a situation where it feels like i'm fighting corner in a wall you know just fighting my way out trying to fight my way out but it's like a never-ending crowd of like people i have to fight or demons i have to fight or like spirits whatever you call it like i'm constantly fighting and like i don't even have the energy to fight and i don't understand why god will leave me in such a situation but i try to understand because i know what he told me i'm learning more information but the more i learn the more it gets points toward it points towards just like leave let go go off into a new situation you know be free but then it's like at the same time, I also understand that I wouldn't even have the opportunity I've been afforded if I hadn't decided to stay. And it's so frustrating when I don't know which way to go. It's so frustrating. But more than anything, you know, I'm grateful for what the Lord has afforded me. I'm so blessed. But does that mean I keep subjecting myself to unfair, inhumane conditions? No, like I will literally probably die and everybody in the situation wouldn't even think twice like yeah we'll let you die for us we'll let you die and it'd be like we'll let you have died trying to save us and it'll all be in vain yeah we'll let that happen and that's what's kind of like frustrating about it all because it's like am i supposed to be the sacrificial lamb no jesus already did that that's already been done but at the same time you know is God is this what God wants me to do? Because if this is what God wants me to do, I definitely don't want to walk away from my calling, my purpose, or my assignment. And I know that's what it is. So it's conflicting. It's com it's completely conflicting. I just don't feel like God, with all the love He's shown me and everything He's afforded me, that He would allow me to suffer so much. But considering that God is he he's also a god of consequence and com and comparing that to my sin and how wrong i've been over the years like i can't say that i would 100% expect god to just you know slap on the wrist for everything like i do expect you know to have to be made the kind of person who does not repeat those same mistakes i do expect i do understand that i have to get to the point where i understand the severity of the decisions i make so recklessly and so blindly and so irresponsibly i do understand that but it just doesn't seem like this is necessarily what god would do because I do sense a lot of demonic activity. I sense a lot of demonic attitudes, demonic actions. And it like I don't feel like God would ever do it that way. Like God's ways are not our ways. He works in mysterious ways, of course, absolutely. And if I was going to put it as general in general terms, I would say that, you know, anything that God allows Satan to do is part of his plan because 
look at Job, you know, God sometimes allows Satan to do the certain things that he does in order to accomplish what he ultimately wants to accomplish. And that's what I'm considering. But I think that's maybe a trick of the enemy in order to keep me from doing what's necessary which is to be selfish but god doesn't isn't ever selfish he's never he's never selfish he doesn't teach being selfish he literally teaches enduring like look what paul had to go through look what jesus had to go through look what you know moses had to go through they none of the prophets that god sent or used ever you know it was ever super easy for them or a walk in a park they had to all suffer or go through some sort of trial and tribulation that they had to overcome literally jesus said i was the world persecuted me and so they will persecute you but because i overcame the world so can you so i understand all of that you know i understand that part and i understand that portion of it so i'm you know trying to toughen up i know that the Lord doesn't want any weak Christians. He wants strong Christians. And that means being able to overcome this world, being able to deny your flesh, being able to uh, stand against whatever power you have to stand against in order to stick up for what's right, which is God. And I understand that you have to be strong enough to do that. I know who I am. And there's been so many different signs, so many different clues and so much evidence pointing towards this being exactly what god said it was going to be and him doing exactly what he said he was going to do so why question it right well i think that's part of it i mean if if i'm speaking on a terms not if i'm speaking on a terms but if well yes if i am being 100 percent confident that this is god then i know that the enemy is you know allows a certain leeway where he's allowed to make me or he's allowed to get me to question whether I'm on the right path, whether I'm doing the right thing. And that's just what I have to overcome. That's part of me overcoming, you know, that doubt, that seed of doubt. And that, you know, pulling away from my old, or my old sinful ways and, and coming into the new me and shedding that old me, that old skin. So that's painful especially considering all of the sin that i was actually in you know knowingly and unknowingly and where i want to be like it takes a it takes a process it's going to be a process obviously it doesn't happen overnight god can make it happen overnight but that's not his ways he wants us to understand what it is what how he wants us to understand the severity of our actions so much that we never go back and i'm not saying he always makes makes it happen like this but you know he's been known to make it happen like this too so that's the debate the debate is whether this is god's work or not it clearly is god's work overall he's in he's in control of all things but that does not mean that god you know, necessarily wants me to stay in the situation. For example, if you are in a domestic violence relationship, not I'm not in a domestic violence relationship, but if you are in a domestic violence relationship, would it be sane for you to say that God wants you to stay? That God wants you to stay and be abused? No, God wants you to learn that it's not right Yes, God allowed it in a way 
that it's your plan it's his plan for your life it wasn't he didn't want you to have to go through those things no but there was something in that situation that helped him teach you something that helped him get you closer to him that helped him do something or move in your life in order to get you to recognize your worth and who you are and where you need to be to be strong enough to walk away so i don't think that god ever wants you to stay in a situation that's abusive but that's not saying that you know where was god when you were in it because that's saying that he was there the whole time and yes he's in full control of the situation and yes that means that he ultimately had control whether you even ever wound up in a domestic violence relationship Yet still, he allowed that to happen because there's a certain lesson or certain parts of that journey that's going to make you the person he sees you being. So pretty much what I'm saying is, you know, would you say that you need to stay in this relationship? Because when it comes down to it, God allowed this relationship. God brought this person in my life. God placed me in this position. So does that mean this is where he wants me to be? Or would you say that God allowed this, God placed this on my path, but maybe in order to push me into the direction of where he wants me to go, which is a way and grow me in such a way that I don't, that I know my worth enough to never land in a situation like this ever again. So that's the debate pretty much with the situation whether it's a situation he wants me to endure to stay and be strong and grow out of and grow into who he sees me being or to leave and that be how he grows me into who he see into who he sees me being by making that decision to go and understanding my worth learning it now, like I said, this is not a domestic violence situation, but it is a truly abusive situation. It truly is a it truly is an abusive situation where I feel constantly that my self-worth, my personal, you know, privacy, my own phys- my own personal like my body, my me myself, you know, that I is is being jeopardized. Is being, you know, subjected. Is being subjectified, and that clearly are that's clear red signs. Like, of course, God would never want you in a situation like that, right? And that's what I originally would have thought. Honestly, like, I'm never, I've never been the kind of person who would seemingly be in a abusive situation. Like, I, I know how to stand up for myself. I know my worth. I know what I deserve. I know where I should be and where I should not be. I know right from wrong. I know how I should be treated and how I shouldn't be treated. For the most part, like, obviously, God's going to know, you know, a different level of that, you know? And that only being me, you know, honestly, me honest, being honest about it and admitting that growing up, you know, I never really truly knew what real love was, even though I had a sense of love that I called real love. So that being said, you know, then, you know, what does God, what do I feel like God wants me to do? Well, the, that's the debate because originally I would have thought that God would want me to leave. You know, God would want me to 
go. But God showed me a different perspective. He showed me a different view. And what ultimately ends up ended up happening was in staying and choosing to stay and fight the good fight. Because God said fight or flight. And I said fight. Because he was asking me, because if it were fight or flight compared to something minuscule or replaceable, then of course, um, why not leave? What is the point? You know, nobody fights for something not worth fighting for. But he said fight or flight because it was something so irreplaceable in that being my family, the people I love. So somebody else may have been selfish enough to say no I have to choose me and you know maybe you aren't wrong but I decided to stay and fight for my family that's what I did and the Lord that's what he wanted me to do I will say that's what he wanted me to do I genuinely feel like that's what he wanted me to do despite everything I've had to suffer and endure to accomplish it so that being said you know had I left, I don't know if I would have ultimately been able to get have the outcome that I've gotten. And pretty much I was able to, God was able to use me as a vessel to save one of my family members' lives. A few of my family members' lives. And I don't think that that's ever not worth it. That's always worth whatever it is. Yes, absolutely. That being said, you know, that's that's not the end because if that were the case you know then it'd be like I don't I don't have anything to want there's nothing to guess about there's nothing to wonder about what is what are you confused about what are what don't you understand and the problem with it is that you know if that I felt like was all he wanted me to do here then it would have been over then but it's still continuing so is God trying to show me that you know I've done what is what he's needed me and called me to do and it's time for me to move on and that's the only that's my only option at this point if I ever want a chance at real happiness and real peace or is God saying there's something more for you to do because what I'm seeing is that when I wanted to go he kept me here for a reason And I stayed despite wanting to go, having many opportunities to go and almost leaving multiple times. He intervened. And so in staying, I saved lives. He saved lives through me. And so if it's still continuing and it's still going on, does that mean that there's also more lives for me to save? Or... Is he showing me that, you know, this is a situation that even though before it meant that the reason why I kept you here, it meant that that it doesn't mean that, you know, not what I'm trying to say is, you know, don't let the devil trick you. You know, I did keep you in this situation in order to save, you know, a few lives, but or save lives, but I'm. I couldn't, I can't, I'm making it so clear that this situation is not ideal for you. And it's maybe not an ideal situation in a, in a sense of, would you, can you see yourself ever fitting into this situation forever? 
And I absolutely cannot. The answer to that is absolutely not. Absolutely not. The only reason I'm still in this situation is because I have hopes that the Lord is working through me and he's going to bring me out. But if that is not ideal, if the, excuse me, if that is not the objective in this situation, then I have to go. And I, I don't want to wait too long to do that. But at the same time, if it's about saving more of my family or more lives, I'm willing to I'm willing to, you know, wait as long as it takes. But would God require that for me? Would he require me, you know, completely sacrificing my own happiness, my own life, my own peace in order to save others who otherwise would they even know, you know, are they grateful enough? I don't want to say are they grateful enough. That's not why I do it. That's not why I did it. It's not about their gratefulness. I'm grateful. But it's about, you know, okay, so Paul, Paul gave his whole life for God. You know, there's so many different situations in the Bible where God did require their, your whole life because there's such a short time here. In order to make it into eternity, you have to be willing to give up your life. And I'm considering that. But also, you know, considering the God that I serve, if I were, if he wanted me to stay in a, if he wanted me to be in such a situation that was so abusive and detrimental to my mental, not even my mental health, but just my life, just so detrimental to my life, then I don't understand why he would ever have brought me out of this situation I was in before. He brought me out of this situation that I was in before, not to put me in a worse situation, but to put me in a better one. So I see that as a sign of you have to do what's so obviously the, the most obvious choice that's going to put you in a better position, in a better state. Do what, do what it takes. Do what is necessary regardless of who is not going to be there. But... You know, how can I tell when staying has accomplished so much? And that's not saying that I need to stay. I have a, a, a need or a dependency on this situation because absolutely not. I would be, and I hate to say this, but I would be absolutely perfectly in perfect peace and happiness and fine with or without this situation. Well, I won't say with because... Lately, not with, but without the situation, absolutely. So I don't have a dependency on this situation. I don't. And that's what's the most questionable. It's not that I'm depending on this situation. It's not that there's anything in this situation that will otherwise keep me here. Besides my belief in God and what he's been showing me. And if it not for him, I would be gone. Like it's not an ideal situation. So then I feel like that's so that's so obvious that should be the biggest, the most the the biggest evidence that should be the biggest reason, the biggest amount of evidence, period. Right there. If not for what God has shown me, would this be would this situation ever be something I would subject myself to? Absolutely not. I wouldn't even be. A million miles within a situation like this, if not for God. 
So that's what I battle. That's what I debate every single day. And to make matters worse, the person, the people who I am suffering for, it's actually at the hands of them. Have you ever heard that saying, the very person you would die for is on the other side of the gun? That's what it is. That's literally what it is. And so, what do you do at that point? Do you let that person go? Even though you know that if you do, they're they're headed for destruction. And you know if you stayed, you could possibly do something about that. But are you willing to give your life for that possibility? Or do you go for the possibility of peace and happiness forever without them? You know, even though it means without them. Even though it means that, you know, because it's not just about without them, you know, you don't have like it's not about the dependency on them. It's about you knowing that you can you will be OK, but will they? It's about that. It's about that realization and I, that is hurtful. It's completely hurtful and it's devastating. That's what it is. It's devastating. But what do you do? You cannot. You can't change someone who doesn't want to change. You can't force a situation. And what you see, not what you see is what you get. That's a complete lie. But God will want me to be happy. Yes, he would. But that being said, I wasn't happy in this situation and still was able to accomplish something that was so worth it. So worth it. And I I was not happy at all. So does he require you to be happy to work through you? Maybe it's not a requirement, but I do think it is a goal, a hope for you to be happy. So I question whether he wants me to find happiness in such an unideal situation, which would be also like something I feel is reflective of God in the in the in the way that he works in mysterious ways. And the fact that he was. He was, you know, rejected and persecuted his whole life here, and he was able to be happy and at peace and still 100 percent perfect without sin and righteous regardless. And if we are to be more like him, then that means that maybe that's what he wants me to do. Maybe he wants me to grow and learn how to be unoffendable, immovable, have such an immovable peace and happiness despite my circumstances. Appreciate what I have and never let anyone steal my joy, no matter how hard they try. That makes sense. Yet still, there's also many different circumstances in the Bible where people have had to leave. He even had to leave his hometown in order to be recognized for who he was. He wasn't even, they never, they they wouldn't recognize him for as the son of God and as the true prophet that he was where he was from, Galilee. So, 
or Nazareth. So that being said, you know, it's debatable and every situation is different too. But regardless of anything, I know that worry is a sin and the Lord definitely told me that I have a problem with worrying. So he tells me not to worry. And in order to not worry, I know, and regardless of worrying or not, I know that whatever I choose, I'll be okay. I know I'll be okay. Whether I choose to stay, everything will work out. Whether I choose to go, everything will work out. No matter what, everything is going to work out. Everything is going to be okay. But I just get a strong sense that there's a force, there's a being, there's a darkness. There's such a, I don't want to say power, but there's such a thick, you know, maliciousness that doesn't want that to be so. They don't want me to be okay. They never, they, their whole objective is to destroy the possibility of me ever being okay. And it's, of course, it's terrifying, but more than anything, it's, you know, it's sad. It's saddening. It's deeply saddening that anybody will want to ever inflict that on anyone, you know, because we're all human at the end of the day. And in order for you to want to deeply inflict that kind of, you know, irreversible, not even irreversible, but just... In order for you to want to, you know, completely see somebody destroyed enough to never be okay ever again, you have to have some sort of idea or sense that you'll never be okay. To ever want to see somebody else never be okay, you must already assume that you won't. You don't have a hope for yourself. You don't know your worth. You don't know your value. And you don't know that God loves you and wants the best for you and wants everything to work out for you one day. And so you see someone who maybe you think that maybe the opposite or whatever, it doesn't doesn't matter what you feel about them. But in order to want them to never be okay, you must feel like you'll never be okay. Because we project. So... You know, I'm sure there's somebody out here who's like, no, actually, I'm okay, and I'll be okay. I just don't want them to ever be okay. And no, you're not. Like, you're not okay. Because anybody who's okay wants everybody to be okay. There's nobody ever who's ever existed who was okay, genuinely okay, and didn't want someone else to be that. You're not okay. So it's more than being okay. It's about being great. It's about being happy it's about being at peace it's about being joyful it's about being you know better better than okay so anybody who doesn't want to see that clearly isn't and God showed me a few years ago he also showed me what just happened which is an indication I'm in the right direct going in the right direction, but it doesn't mean that the right direction is what it always looked like. It's not a straight path ever. So just because, you know, I've I've been going in the right direction, which is honestly hasn't been a straight path in order to get where I am now and has gotten me and this has been the right direction, doesn't mean that I won't have to I won't I'm not, you know, that doing something else or going another route or doing or picking another option may not be the right direction. 
So I can't scare myself into staying somewhere stagnant thinking this is this is this has been the right option, you know, ever since. Or this has been the right option so far. And the whole time God is like, this is supposed to scare you into the right direction, not scare you into staying where you are. You're not moving or you're not going anywhere. This whole situation is supposed to scare you into the right direction. And that would make the most sense because the last situation, I mean, the last before I've I got this confirmation is validation. I literally was going all over the place thinking I was messing everything up and found out that I actually was landing exactly where I was supposed to. And that's kind of how God works, you know. You have no clue or an idea whether you're doing what you're supposed to do, whether you're right. You don't you don't have any control over anything. You don't understand what's going on and you really can't, you know, you at at you no matter how much you try and figure life out, you can't. But God has it all figured out and he always makes it work out. So that's, you know, very reflective. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't take your you choosing your choices you know i don't think that your choices could ever stop his destiny for you but i do also think that they like i know that they contribute so doesn't mean that you don't have to make that first take that first step in order for him to land you where you need to go but regardless of anything i think that you know with this situation being what it is and knowing that I'll be okay regardless like then does that mean be willing to sacrifice a little bit more of my comfortability or a little bit more of my um peace Maybe a little bit more of my what I would consider, you know, happiness or an ideal situation in order to see someone else be OK in the process. And I'll because I know I'll be OK. And when you know you'll be OK, are you willing to make sure someone else is? Because I can leave right now and be OK and say, forget it. God will make it work out for them, too. And that's completely OK, too. But if I have, you know. If I feel that I can help, if I feel that there's something I can do to make sure someone else is okay, and I'm very confident that God is going to make sure I'm okay, then why not put in that effort to make sure someone else is okay? You know, do you really feel, do you fear that making, you know, sacrificing this time, this energy, this effort to make sure someone else okay, someone else is okay will ruin your destiny that God has promised to you that you'll be okay? So, yeah, but I do also, so I remember God showing me that everything works out. Everything ultimately works out for me. He showed me everything already. And I'm headed in that direction because certain things about that vision that Honestly, I could never even imagine that they would even fit for me or come true for me or be my destiny and my journey. They're starting to manifest where I'm getting closer to that. And if that weren't so, if this weren't true, if that weren't really what's going to happen, then, you know, 
why is are they coming true? Why is it happening? So we all know that when you're almost to the threshold, when you're right almost about to be over the threshold, right before you reach your destiny, right before you accomplish the biggest thing that you've ever accomplished in your life that God has set out for you and you only your purpose, your calling, your destiny, that the devil does everything in his power to distract you. I just saw this post that said the day before your breakthrough, the devil offers you $500,000. And that might be small to some. So just insert whatever amount, $5 million, $50 million, $5 billion. The day before your breakthrough, that's what the devil offers you, right? And you take it. And does that mean that your destiny is ruined or does that mean it's delayed? Do you still get your destiny because it's for you or was your destiny what you chose? Now, it's funny because the day before, two days before, the Lord allowed me to be used as a vessel to deliver a few of my family members. I was offered $2 million. I was offered $2 million. And everybody said, take it. Well, they said take it, but they didn't all say it in those words. Because a bunch of people didn't never, they never want to see me with that much money. They never want to see me well off. They'd never be able to accept that. They'd always be jealous or hateful or malicious or conniving if I ever, you know, ended up with some money like that. But that's not the point because if it were for me, then it would be for me. And if I had taken it, I wouldn't, it wouldn't matter what they wanted. You know, they couldn't stop that offer. Otherwise, it probably would have never even gotten to me. But that wasn't for me. It was the devil. And I turned it down. Absolutely, I turned it down. I said, are you crazy? Because the Lord made me be able to see what it was he was trying to buy me out of. And it wasn't worth uh, $2 billion. It wasn't worth all the money in the world. He was trying to buy me out of my ticket in heaven. And not only just mine, my family's tickets. Absolutely not. It was not worth it to me. So I didn't even know. I didn't even know that two days later, the Lord was going to use me to deliver my family members. Imagine I had taken that money. Imagine I had taken that money. And I'm sure. And guess what? Everyone said, don't do it. Don't do it. Why would you do it? They wouldn't do it for you. Or if you knew what they were doing, if you had known, if you only know, known, it, well, excuse me, I'd never do that. They'd never do that. No one would ever do that. You're crazy. And I did that because Jesus would have done that. Jesus did do that for me, for you, for all of us. And he's doing it again right now for my family and for me. So, you know, I want to be more like him. Those those prayers weren't just just to hear myself say it sound good. No, I, I meant it. And so 
I would have done it anyways. With or without offers, with or without money, I just I just am who I am. Some things money can't buy. So everybody told me not to do it. Even after being offered that money, everybody told me not to do it. Everybody knew what the situation was. Everybody knew what was going on. And afterwards, I'm still doubtful. Why? Why am I still doubtful after everything I've seen? After everything that I know? Because I'm thinking, because my mind is, you know, still human, like it's small, and I'm limiting God. I cannot lie, I'm, I'm limiting him. Excuse me. I am limiting him, and I'm trying my hardest not to. And the reason being is because I'm thinking after something so massive and something so big that happened, you know, why. Am I still in this situation? Shouldn't that have changed everything forever? Shouldn't that have, you know, shouldn't this situation be finished? Why am I still suffering? And I'm finding that, you know, if that much suffering took that big situation then how much suffering takes the next can i endure like am i strong enough will i make it because what if i get so worn out so tired and so weak that i end up giving up and isn't that worse than ever even making it to where i made it to just give up that's at that point i should have never even started But one thing that the Lord has always reminded me is that, you know, it's better to try and fail than to never have tried at all. And that's what I see myself doing. I see myself trying and at worst, I fail. At worst, I fail. No, at worst, I never try at all, but... I'm trying, and so after I choose, I make the decision to try. At worst, I quit. At worst, I give up. Or at worst, I fail. Trying and failing is better than never trying. But what about trying and quitting? Is that worse than never trying? And they say, so don't quit. But you don't know what it's like until you're in that situation. And nothing in the world feels better than quitting. It's sad, but, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't ever possibly make someone, get someone to understand what it feels like to be in my position, to be me. And most people, that's the reason why, you know, I, I suffer at the hands of them because they can't be in my position or be me. So what do I do? I guess I just suffer. But if I quit, can I be blamed? Because the only thing I feel right now is hurt, pain, struggle. And I can't imagine living like this forever. I can imagine this being like this forever. I do know this, though. 
God would never bring me this far and just give up on me. God would never bring me this far and leave me. He brought me this far for a reason. So <laughs> I know that I was said that I was going to talk about these visions, about these experiences with these guys. And I'm going to talk about that in the next episode now because I've, I feel like this may have been completely off topic. But maybe it is exactly what needs to be said in order to lead me into these um experiences but i'll have to find out more information and figure that out usually god branches me off into a word that i had no clue that i was actually even going to get into right before i talk about something and then when i look back i found out that's exactly the answer that i was looking for that's exactly the explanation that i was looking for and god is speaking through me praise you lord jesus because i ask that he does